Calling all ninjas. Calling all ninjas. It's time for Lime Ninja Radio. Today on Lime Ninja Radio. And I was kind of wondering what exactly happened. And so I started reading scientific literature to figure out what uh, caused this issue. And I came across this thing called the microbiome, which is the bacteria, yeast, and viruses that reside in both uh, our guts and our skin and our mouth and so on and so forth. And I realized from science that these microbes are actually related to all kinds of things about our health, from neurological issues like Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, to digestive issues like IBS and inflammatory bowel disease. This podcast is sponsored by the Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker. I'm so excited to tell you about our new Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker. One of the things I hear over and over again, whether it's talking to a patient in my office or consulting over the phone with a client, is just how difficult it is to keep track of progress on their Lyme journey. Recording symptoms daily or even weekly gives them too many data points. There are so many ups and downs, twists and turns that at some point they get lost and confused. The Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker takes all the guesswork out of tracking symptoms with a simple monthly questionnaire. Once a month is the perfect interval to see if that new supplement or protocol is working. Right now, when you take the Symptom Tracker questionnaire, we give you a simple composite score for the month. But we have big plans and the data you enter will not be lost as we roll out new features. Best of all, it's free. Just head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com slash tracker and sign up. That's LimeNinjaRadio.com slash tracker. You'll be glad you did. Join us every Thursday on iTunes for the latest episode of Lime Ninja Radio. Hello, I'm your host and acupuncturist McKay Rippey, and this is episode number 173 with entrepreneur Richard Lynn. Also, welcome our show producer and the brains behind Lime Ninja Radio, Aurora. Hello, and in this episode, you will learn why gut health continues to be essential for overall health, what microbe RNA can tell you about your gut health, and how often you should be measuring your microbiome. Thanks, Aurora, and we have something special this week. Dr. Rawls contacted us, and if you remember, we interviewed him several months ago, and he's a physician who had Lyme disease and really worked his way through standard medical care with antibiotics and didn't really turn the corner toward health until he started getting into herbal medicine. And this got him very, in, get, got him very intrigued, so he really studied herbal medicine quite a bit and has come up with his own formulations. And he also has a new book out. And he has generously offered to let our listeners, that's you out there, uh, enter contests every week for quite a few weeks coming up to win a copy of the book. So if you don't win this week, come on back next week and re-enter and you'll get a chance to win his new book. And we want you to read to us a little bit about Dr. Rawls' new book. Lyme disease is one of the most puzzling illnesses on the planet. Anyone who has suffered from its debilitating symptoms knows the frustration of trying to find a cure. Many sufferers drag themselves from one doctor or alternative practitioner to the next, getting lost in a maze of lab tests, prescription drugs, and treatments. Thousands of dollars and months or years later, they realize they are no better off than when they started. 
Unlocking Lyme puts an end to this desperate quest. Written by Dr. Bill Rawls, a physician who overcame Lyme disease himself, this book is a comprehensive, practical resource full of solutions that work. There we go. <laughs> so to enter to win a copy of Dr. Rawls's book, Unlocking Lyme Disease, simply go to LymeNinjaRadio.com front slash win. We tried to make it really simple. So that's LimeNinjaRadio.com front slash win, and there'll be a simple, simple set of instructions there to enter to win. Also, you get extra entries into the contest for sharing this. So you actually get more chances to win if you share this. It's kind of counterintuitive, <laughs> right? It's not something you want to keep secret. You get more chances to win if you help spread the word. And if you're interested in Dr. Rawls's work in general, and you don't want to wait to win, you can buy his book at a really – I was just there today. They were just charging nine ninety five plus shipping. Yeah. I mean, just really inexpensive. So if you just want to buy the book, head on over to Dr. Rawls' uh, website, and that is – Rawlsmd.com. Thank you. I was looking for it in the paper. I couldn't find it. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, what's his website? So that's R-A-W-L-S-M-D, the letters like drmd.com. Okay, as you all know, Lyme disease is an international problem, and each week we have listeners join us from all over the world, and this week we have listeners from Dublin, Ireland to Tel Aviv, Israel, and from Belgium to Singapore. We'd like to give a big thank you to all you longtime Lyme ninjas. Aurora and I really appreciate you listening in, and we'd like to welcome all the new listeners out there as well. Welcome to Lime Ninja Radio. We're glad you tuned in. And speaking of tuning in, this week our top 10 tune-in cities are... Starting at number 10, Harrow in the UK. Number 9, Arlington, Virginia. Number 8, Lindhurst, New Jersey. Number 7, Chicago, Illinois. Number 6, Washington, D.C. Number 5, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Number 4, New York, New York. Number 3, Juneau, Alaska. Number 2, Orlando, Florida. And number 1, Olive Branch, Mississippi. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. I learned that in third grade, and that's the only reason <laughs> I could spell it. It's one, It's the only reason. It's the only thing we remember from third grade is how to that, spell Mississippi. That might be true. <laughs> if you love what we're doing, make sure to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. And if you really love what we're doing, consider becoming a Lime Ninja patron. Also, Lime Ninja Radio proudly presents the Lime Ninja Top 10 Transcripts. The concentrated wisdom of three years of podcast episodes featuring experts like Dr. Richard Horowitz, Brendan, Brenda Constantino, the real food rebel, and genetic nutrition expert Bob Miller. You can get these transcripts now by going to our website, LimeNinjaRadio.com, and becoming a patron of Lime Ninja Radio at the $10 level. Yes, we understand there are some technical difficulties getting that information Hopefully now they've been worked out by our crack team of website ninjas. <laughs> which <means> Yes. <laughs> and the website ninjas have fixed those problems. So just head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com. And if you subscribe at the $10 per month level a donation, then we'll simply give you our top 10 transcripts. Okay, Roar, why don't you tell us a little bit more about today's very interesting guest, Richard Lynn. 
Several years ago, Richard Lin became ill after taking a course of antibiotics and ended up being hospitalized. Wondering why he got sick, he started reading literature on gut health and discovered the microbiome. After heading down that rabbit hole, he learned more and more about the gut microbiome, and he realized that there wasn't a service dedicated to helping people monitor and improve their gut health. So he founded Thrive, a company dedicated to creating personalized probiotic formulas. Yes, most of us, when we get sick, we get interested and we learn a lot. Richard Lynn created a company. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, here is our interview with Richard Lynn. You're not a healthcare professional by training. How did you get interested in the gut biome and gut health and probiotics? Yeah, that's a great question. So, uh, as you know, I'm the CEO of a company called Thrive, and uh, we're in the gut health space where we incorporate both uh, gut microbiome testing as well as personalized probiotics to help improve uh, uh, our patients or our customers' gut health. Originally got into this space because uh, about two years ago, took antibiotics, ended up getting really sick from it, and uh, was hospitalized because of these antibiotics. And it was actually the first antibiotic I ever took in my life. <clears throat> I was kind of wondering what exactly happened. And so I started reading scientific literature to figure out what uh, caused this issue. And I came across this thing called the microbiome, which is the bacteria, yeast, and viruses that reside in both uh, our guts, in our skin, and our mouth, and so on and so forth. And I realized from science that these microbes are actually related to all kinds of things about our health, from neurological issues like Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, to digestive issues like IBS and inflammatory bowel disease, to metabolic issues like our weight gain and weight loss, uh, and so on and so forth. And I uh, wanted to help build a product uh, to help people understand what exactly was going on in their microbiome and essentially how to improve it. And uh, my background has been mainly in software products. So I've been a product manager across, you know, hardware companies and software companies, just shipping product and bringing it to market. And I uh, wanted to bring that expertise to this field. And I quickly realized that many people that were dealing with health issues were also looking at the microbiome. And they were looking in all the scientific literature like myself, but it was very hard for them to interpret that information and make it accessible. And so uh, that's kind of how Thrive came about. You know, I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit here about 10 to 15 years ago when the awareness about the bacteria in our guts kind of came to the forefront and really out of the corners of the alternative health world my background is i'm an acupuncturist so i'm i'm always on the lookout for the, the strange and interesting when it comes to health and i kept on telling my patients is like look you know, this is going to be the most exciting health frontier since ex, uh, di uh, discovering the DNA, the, the double helix and, and mapping the genome of the entire body. And at this point, we really don't know what's going on. And it's so fascinating that you've brought the two together, the DNA of the biome and, and how it begins to health. And we're just on the beginning stages of really understanding how they interact and how it affects our health. We know it does, and we can see the dysbiosis there. But then the question is, how do you bring it back into some sort of balance and, and affect those things? So it's incredibly exciting what you're doing here and that you've brought the two together, that you actually have a test, that you can test the biome and then begin to make some 
interventions with a different type of, of probiotics. And we're starting to see that in the market too, that there are specific probiotics for sinus health or for uh, mental health or emotional health and so forth and so on. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really exciting actually. And you mentioned, uh, with the discovery of the double helix and DNA, uh, it's definitely changed the way we've approached health. Uh, it's not a one size fits all anymore as we're slowly learning about our human DNA as well as our microbial DNA. Uh, we can start seeing a lot of different types of more precision and personalized, um, interventions or therapeutics in this space. So, uh, we're very excited. And just to kind of go into, if you think about genetics, uh, one interesting stat is, you know, there's about 3.5 million studies on genetics in PubMed. And if you look at when the Human Genome Project was released in, you know, the late 90s and early 2000s, it's grown about 3% year over year in terms of the research being published. Now, contrast that to the microbiome, only has about 36,000 research articles, so it's still very early. But it's grown about 35% year over year since the Human Microbiome Project was released in roughly 2007-2008. And so what we've seen is that the scale of microbiome research is growing way, a lot more rapidly, you could say, than human genetics. And it really comes down to two things, one of them being uh, the technology we have now to sequence the genome has just come down tremendously in cost. It's actually scaled much faster than Moore's Law. And if you know people are familiar with Moore's Law, it's related to semiconductors being uh, more efficient and cheaper uh, every two years and doubling kind of in that in that growth rate. But human genome sequencing is actually scaled even quicker than that. So the first strand of human DNA costs roughly $300 million to sequence. That same technology can be brought to your door to sequence the microbial RNA for under $100. And so it's a lot more accessible for everyday people. Uh, and you kind of see that just even in the research now that we can sequence so much more. Uh, we're getting so many more insights about how these microbes actually relate to our health. Now, since the price is so low, how often are people taking samples and then getting the, and, and thanks for correcting me, the RNA sequenced of the, their gut biome to kind of guide their therapeutic interventions? Are people doing it once a month? Are they doing once a quarter? Yeah, so we uh, allow people to have the option to, you know, do it every month, do it whenever they'd like. Uh, but, you know, ideally, if you're kind of your lifestyle is pretty much the same, you know, you have the same diet, you're not traveling anywhere, you haven't taken any medications, we recommend that you get tested every three months because your biome uh, relatively doesn't shift that much over the course of a couple months, but it's always good to kind of check to see if it's trending in the right direction. So every, you know, four times a year, or every three months is helpful. We do have customers that have sequenced once every day or once every week. And the reason why they do that is because they took an antibiotic or they just started a new diet regimen or they started a new medication. They want to make sure that their biome is kind of trending in a, in a healthy way, if you will. And so it, it really depends on the specific use case. But uh, we, we generally see yeah, every three months is probably the right approach. Now, you bring up a really good point because based on a person's diet and, and healthy diet, right? I'm not talking about eating Twinkies, but different, there are different, radically different healthy diets out there. And they will radically shift your biome. Now, how do you use that as a baseline to kind of say, okay, we know that you're doing, let's just say, a ketogenic diet or we know you're a vegetarian. And do you have a baseline from which to compare? Baseline is not the right word, but pattern, base pattern to understand what's going on? 
Yeah. So, you know, when we, when you do the first kit, that's kind of our, as you mentioned, kind of like a baseline of where the customer is. But over time, as more samples uh, are taken and diets change, we can start detecting a pattern of where the microbiome is trending. You know, what's your normal? Because your microbiome is going to be completely unique to your body, to your diet, to your lifestyle. No one's ever going to have the exact same microbiome. And even, you know, when we think about what a healthy microbiome is, there's actually no right answer for that. We have general kind of um, biomarkers and general trends that we see in the microbiome profile. You know, higher diversity of a microbiome is important. You know, higher ratios of good bacteria versus bad bacteria is, you know, a good pattern. But at the end of the day, each microbiome is unique to each person. So what's actually healthy for one person's microbiome is not necessarily the same for you. And so, uh, the interesting thing about getting more samples over time is that we can detect uh, what makes health what makes a healthy microbiome for you. And so, yeah, go ahead. Are there any red flags that come up where some result comes in? It's like, oh my goodness, we know this is just not good. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, absolutely there is. Uh, if we see a very low diversity in a person's gut, and just for your audience, uh, getting them up to speed. You can think about your microbiome, all the microbes in your gut, as kind of like the rainforest. A rainforest has trees, it has insects, it has different animals, it has all kinds of different species living in it. And you imagine that all these species interact with one another and keep that ecosystem alive. But if you start taking out different species, take out the bees, you take out the plants, you take out the trees, you take out the giraffes, and so on and so forth then this environment starts becoming less diverse and it starts breaking down and the ecosystem starts dying. It's the same thing with your microbiome. So when we see a microbiome that's very uh, not diverse, if you will, uh, that's a red flag. It's like, okay, why is it, why is the diversity so low and what can we do to improve it? Because the more diversity you have, the better your, your body is at synthesizing vitamins. It's better at digesting foods, creating enzymes and different chemicals like neurotransmitters and stuff like that in your body that make you feeling that make you help you helps you make, uh, kind of feel the best if you will. Uh, and with, uh, kind of a reduction of these species, then you start feeling not as well. And so there's definitely a lot of different flags that come off and we notify uh, customers on, Hey, here's areas that you can improve on. And here's the specific foods tailored for your body. You know, if we see that you're missing certain bacteria or they're low in counts, we'll prescribe specific foods that increase those bacteria that increase that diversity. And then what's the threshold at what point like how how many different species are there and you know, i've heard different numbers out there and do, do you have an idea what like what's your threshold yeah so we look up to about 10,000 different species of microbes and there's about 10,000 variations of species within at least that we've mapped out currently in the human gut um and th- what i mean by you know what we know of right now is where we actually have scientific research to say, hey, this microbe is good for you or bad for you, or it's a neutral bacteria, and what kind of foods that digest, and X, Y, and Z. So about 10,000 species of them. And obviously these different microbes, these 10,000 species of microbes, all have um, either a large amount of research or they have smaller amounts of research, so it kind of varies. There's a a curve to how much information we have on each microbe, but there's about 10,000 of them. 
Uh, and specifically for a report, we, we don't list all of them because uh, you won't necessarily have very high percentages or high counts of each specific microbe. Some of these microbes may be at like 0.00001% of the total microbes that we found in your sample. There's a long and so tail. We don't sh- exactly. Yeah. There's exactly. There's a long tail. And so we don't try to, we try to take out the noise and just really focus on the core ones that are in your body. Uh, but there's, there's tens of thousands of microbes and if we continue to map out more of this information through research, then we can provide more and more data to how these uh, different microbes influence your health. So let's circle back here to somebody who's got Lyme disease and is suffering from chronic Lyme or post Lyme syndrome, whatever they want to label it. So essentially they've gotten sick, they've stayed sick. Uh, if you're familiar with Lyme disease, very much like fibromyalgia, it can get into brain fog issues and really some serious cognitive things. It can be uh, mental and emotional as well, and also physical pain. There's often also uh, a gut portion of this. So the digestion might be interfered with. There might be IBS type syndromes, uh, Crohn disease type syndromes where it's bouncing back between uh, severe diarrhea and, and constipation as well as uh, digestive issues. And some of these people have been on massive, and I mean massive amounts of antibiotics and some even massive long-term amounts of antibiotics. So there are people who are doing IV antibiotics for months, even into a year. And so when somebody sends a sampling like that, obviously their gut is going to have a peculiar thumbprint to it. Right. And, you know, so where, where do you start with somebody that's that impaired? What does the report show? And like, what advice do you give people who are really starting at the, at the far end of healthy? Yeah. So when we see, you know, we've seen variances of people that are very healthy, very diverse microbiome. They have very high counts of good bacteria in their body. And we've obviously seen patients with, um, you know, more chronic health issues that have been through rounds of antibiotics and the diversity is extremely low. And so, you know, at the end of the day, they both still get a personalized dietary recommendation. And so we choose specific foods targeted to those microbes that are good in their body and which prebiotic whole foods can we feed those good bacteria to increase those counts. And then we also, uh, you know, recommend different food sources that help lower the, you know, quote unquote bad bacteria in the body. Uh, the ones that we know are not uh, beneficial for our health. Uh, we try to feed foods specifically and lowering those counts. And so um, it, it really depends on the person's uh, report as it comes back. Um, but we've seen that we also supplement with a probiotic based on a specific um, kind of primary health concern, if you will. And so if their health concern is digestion, we'll uh, be able to tailor a probiotic specifically, you know, tailor specific probiotic strains for that health indication. And so we really think about introducing good bacteria into their body through a supplement. Uh, if it's not already existing in their gut. And then we also bolster those good bacteria and give them a boost with the foods that we feed them. And so uh, for chronic Lyme disease, um, I, I don't have the exact profile on, on the top of my head, but you know, they would go through that same kind of program. Now, how many different probiotic mixtures do you have at this point? Yeah. So we have roughly uh, 30 to 40 different strains that we um, mix and match for different health indications. That's amazing. Absolutely. Thank you. 
And <laughs> you're welcome. And so, so do you customize that for each person? Is it a customized or do you have formulas that are standardized? Yeah. So what we've seen is that a good majority of people fall under specific buckets of formulas. Yeah. And so it's, it's a good about like almost 85% of people will need a specific type of formula. And so we generally just put all those into that one formula and it, it really meets the, uh, the needs of that specific person. Uh, there are, you know, outliers that have very specific cases where we will, uh, kind of change up their formula. They don't fall under a specific bucket. But, uh, most of the people that we've, uh, have come onto our platform do fit within, you know, four to five different buckets. And then in terms of food recommendations, I mean, is this weird stuff like, you know, eat some natto or, <laughs> I don't know, something else that would be raw liver yeah. or, or is it something <laughs> that somebody can sit back and enjoy a little bit? Yeah. So it's both. Uh, <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't want to discard the, uh, the healthy, you know, potentially non tasty food. But, um, yeah, those are important too, right? So we include both. You can think about our library as about a thousand plus food ingredients. And these a thousand food ingredients you can find at your local supermarket. Uh, about 80% of them are common foods that you find, uh, at, you know, your Whole Foods or Safeways and things like that. Then you have your 20% that are more exotic, if you will. And so some of these foods are probably a little bit harder to find in your local supermarket. You probably have to go to like more like, you know, an exotic supermarket, Asian supermarket, or an Indian supermarket to find these kind of uh, different fibers. Uh, and then we have fermented foods that we also recommend, whether that's natto, kimchi, and things like that. Uh, but it's all completely personalized for the person, and so you'll get a good variety of both foods that you can find that are tasty, that are common, as well as foods that uh, are more exotic and uh, are also beneficial, but they're a little bit harder to find. Um, that's something that we're trying to incorporate into our report, is where you can find these foods and map out the food locations. So what supermarkets you can go to, you know, where can you order it online to get that exotic food? And so, uh, we're planning to release that into our report as well. You know, that's brilliant. I find when I'm making recommendations to my patients about, Oh, add some coconut oil into your diet or, uh, uh cod liver oil, just even something that I consider very basic. What will happen is they'll go to the supermarket or they'll go to the drugstore. They'll walk down the aisle. They'll find it. And then they'll be confronted with two or three choices and their brain just tilts. It just stops. And then they'll come back the next week and they said, okay, did you get the coconut oil? Well, no, cause I didn't know if I should get virgin organic or just plain organic. And so I wanted to ask you first. So it's amazing how the smallest thing will just shut down progress in, in an area where somebody doesn't feel confident. So what you're doing there is, is brilliant and so much needed to, to help people hold their hand through that process. Absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, we're so bombarded with different brands, different labels, different certifications. Sometimes it's just hard to choose. And so don't blame them. It's just definitely something that we all need to try to make it a little bit easier for, you know, everyday customers to just know what the right choice is. And so uh, we're really excited about incorporating our software into the data that we have just to make those decisions and make people just more productive um, and improving their health. So. I just got an email today that my test kit, it's on its way. And will you just walk me through how that works and what if I were, well, I'm going to be a customer of yours, how that works. And so people sure. can understand what the process is. Yeah. So it's pretty straightforward process. Um, you go on our website, 
And then, you know, you can look through all the uh, benefits and things about our product. But there's actually a big button that says personalize. You click that button and you kind of go through a set of questionnaires. So we ask you about your health concerns. What is your primary issue, your secondary issues? Uh, then we walk through a host of different questions based on those specific health concerns that you have. And then based on that questionnaire, uh, you know, we, we start tailoring a specific probiotic blend for you. Um, you hit the checkout page, if you will, and then you can get both the testing kit and the probiotics. You purchase it. And then when you are finished with that purchase, you'll get an email that says, Hey, you know, you've completed your purchase. Uh, please create an account. You'll create an account through the email. And then when you're in your account, you can review all your delivery dates, you know, shipping information, what products you've ordered. Uh, and obviously you haven't gotten the kit yet or the probiotics, but then in the back end, if you will, or what we're doing with us in the operation side of things is, you know, we get your order in. And so we're ready to ship this out. Uh, so right when you click purchase and about one to three business days, you'll receive your product. You'll get it completely, uh, shipped, uh, expedited to you. Uh, if you order the kit, you get the kit. If you order the probiotics, you'll get the probiotics. Uh, the kit comes, you know, in a orange bag. Uh, the probiotics come in an insulated mailer box. So we use a denim layer to insulate and we ship it on ice. So we have multiple ice packs with the probiotics. Um, so you get this big, nice branded box. You open it. It's, it's all chilled. And uh, you get that in about uh, one to three days as well. So uh, right when you click purchase in one to three days, you get both the kit and the probiotics in the mail. Uh, when you have the kit, uh, it's a very simple process. It's a three-step process essentially where you activate the kit on your account. So by then you've already created an account. You put the code in for your kit. It ties it to your account. And you go to the bathroom. There's a little box within the box that we send you where it says, you know, put in um, – Give us a stool sample, if you will. And so you provide a little piece of stool off your toilet paper, goes in a tube, you ship it back to us. In about two weeks, you get your report back uh, online. We notify you via email saying, hey, your report's finished. The lab is done sequencing. Click here to view more. And when you click it, you see all the information about all the different microbes in your body. You know, what are your goals uh, for this test? You know, what kind of gut do you, do you have a lean gut? Do you have... Uh, a gut that tends to store calories more, you know, X, Y, and Z, what are your health goals? And then you kind of click through to see exactly what your health goals are. And you can see what foods you should eat to improve those health goals. And then you test again, say in the next three months, and then we'll see if you met your goals. And so that's kind of the whole experience. You know, you get the test, you provide the sample, uh, you see the report online, you get your per, uh, personalized probiotics in the mail, uh, and then you kind of go through that funnel, if you will. So. That's pretty straightforward. Now, I have a question about the probiotics. So you're shipped on ice to keep them healthy and alive. Yeah. So you get them. And then what about making it through the stomach acid? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, you know, it's not only important to have the probiotics on ice to survive when you get to the person, but then how do they make it through the digestive system? I still just as a background for your audience, um, you know, the human digestive tract is, you know, you put something in your mouth, it goes down your esophagus, hits your stomach where the acids are churning, then it goes through your small intestines, then it hits your colon, and then, you know, out the rectum as stool, if you will. And so one of the things with probiotics is, you know, if they're living bacteria, how do you make them survive through the stomach acids to actually get it to your colon, the large intestine, so they can confer benefit? And so our um, 
capsules are made out of a type of cellulose, which is an indigestible fiber by the stomach acids as well as the small intestines. And so we actually coat our our capsules in a way that it bypasses stomach acids, makes it through the small intestines, and only disperses in the colon. And that's where the probiotics survive and actually make it down to your gut. Uh, On top of that, we've actually uh, researched our strains, and we've uh, kind of engineered them in a way that they bypass bile acids, so bile acids and secondary bile acids. So not only are the capsules protecting those probiotics, the specific strains themselves are able to survive harsh environments. And so we've, we've kind of incorporated both into making sure that the probiotics make it to, to the colon unscathed. And then do you also have prebiotics within the capsule or is it just the probiotics? Yeah. So, uh, we actually have both. And, you know, for the audience, prebiotics are these fibers that feed the good bacteria and they're really a food source that, uh, the human body can actually digest, but these microbes love eating. And so if you can feed these microbes, these prebiotics, then they can grow more abundantly. They're kind of like fertilizer for your grass, if you will. And so we do incorporate prebiotics, but it really depends on your specific health needs. And so we don't always include prebiotics. We do for a majority of cases. So for like, for instance, weight loss will include inulin, which has shown to increase specific uh, bifidobacterium uh, strains that are known to help with weight loss. Uh, and so on and so forth. So we do incorporate different minerals, different vitamins, and different uh, prebiotics in our formulas to help uh, specific uh, needs. You know, it's it's more personalized that way. So we we boost the probiotics uh, power effectively. Now, some Lyme patients are incredibly sensitive to uh, any type of fiber. Their guts are just so uh, imbalanced that even a little bit of prebiotic can send things off the deep end, is it possible to get uh, a, a blend that just doesn't have the prebiotic in it, or is that just part of your standard process? No, absolutely. Yeah, so we, we include, it depends on the situation. Like you mentioned, if uh, people are more, uh, in, they have intolerance to certain prebiotics or they're allergic, we definitely don't include that in. And so uh, it's something that is part of the personalization process. That's incredible, man. That's amazing work. Thank you. Yeah, we're very excited. We're, we're looking forward to getting uh, uh, more people involved and just understanding the importance of gut health. And uh, we're gonna we have a lot more in the roadmap to come. And so uh, we're we're really happy with the progress we've made so far. That's fantastic. Now I'm going to wrap up here, um, and I'll give you a, a chance to to tie things in a nice bow on your end. But- just to let the listeners know. So what's going to happen is I'm going to get my kit. We're going to get the test done. We're going to get some prebiotics and then we're going to come back and do a second interview. And I'm going to, uh, have Richard help me walk through my report and understand what's going on. And so you can follow along kind of out there listening and then, you know, make a decision. This is a very exciting breakthrough in working with the probiotics. And, and prebiotics for that, working with your gut health and your gut biome and not just taking a randomized approach to it. You know, it's about time that we're getting down to customized medicine and looking at the RNA and what's actually in there is, is critical. So you're not just guessing, you know, it's, it's, it's super complicated. I mean, ten, the interaction of 10,000 bacteria is nobody can map that out. However, having an idea of the major players in there can give you an overall place where to start and where to experiment. Absolutely. You couldn't have put it in better words. And so 
uh, you know, we're excited to see how things uh, continue to evolve. And um, thank you for having me uh, on the show. Uh, if you'd like to find us, we're at www.thriveinside.com. That's T-H-R-Y-V-E, inside, I-N-S-I-D-E.com. And uh, for new customers, uh, we always give a, you know, a discount. So if you want to use McKay15, M-A-C-K-A-Y-15, you know, we're happy to give you a 15% discount on your uh, first purchase. And so uh, we look forward to uh, you know, more people kind of joining the gut health revolution and uh, excited to just be part of this journey. All right, Richard, thanks so much. Have a great weekend and I'll be in touch and we'll talk soon. So I think this is really cool. Personalized medicine is becoming more of a thing just out in the world and out in like people's consciousness, that sort of thing. And Richard Lynn is making it happen, is making it happen. And he's doing that specifically with gut health, which is just, it's so important for Lyme disease. Yes. I'm very, Aurora and I have sent in our samples and we're very interested to see what the results are. We'll be sharing those with you when we get them back. We'll do another episode with Richard and get into depth about the report that his company gives. The test is only 99 bucks. And yeah, actually he gave that really code at the bad. end. So there's a discount code. I haven't gone and looked to see exactly what the discount is. So it's less. It's 15%. 15%. It's, yeah. So it's, it's even less than 99 bucks. I mean, that's, that's so cheap. Yeah. For personalized report on what's going yes. on in your intestines. And we know that's where the immune system begins. So I, Bet money that most of us who have had Lyme disease have issues, let's say, with our gut. Yes. He was saying earlier in the show that 85% of people fit under uh, some basic guidelines, but I would be willing to bet money that folks who have had Lyme disease or are currently having Lyme disease might be in that 15%. In that other 15%. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for tuning into Lime Ninja Radio. Aurora and I really appreciate it. If you have any feedback for us, send us an email at feedback at limeninjaradio.com. And if you haven't yet, please head on over to iTunes and give us a handful of stars. And if you have some time, write a nice note for us there. We'd really appreciate it. Also, if you don't know your Lime score yet, do yourself a favor and head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com front slash tracker and fill out the Lime Ninja Symptom Tracker. It's free. It is free. And if you really, really like what we're doing, you can go on over to Patreon.com, right? P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Mm-hmm. And just search for Lime Ninja Radio. You'll find us. We've set up a system there to donate some money. We basically have two levels. One is the, I'm really broke, but I love you guys. That's a $3 a month level. And the next level is $10 per month. And that really helps us keep Lime Ninja Radio going. And with that level, we will give you our top 10 transcripts from all time, actually. Not that was to say from last year, but really those are from the beginning, right? And that's Dr. Horowitz. It's, it's Bill Rawls. Bill Rawls. It's Constantino, Constantino, Terry, Dr. Terry Walls and the Walls Protocol, some amazing interviews, and we've got them transcribed and cleaned up, and they're really great documents. You 
can use them to really study what they're talking about and underline and take notes and if you want to print it out, that sort of thing. I know I learn differently when I listen as opposed to reading. They're really two different ways of getting information in the brain. Anyway, head on over to patreon.com and just search for Lime Ninja Radio. You will find us there. Also. Oh, the Lime Conference. Yeah. April 28th. You keep forgetting about it. Come join me. It's going to be great. <laughs> Mid-Coast Maine Lyme Disease Conference, April 28th. Somewhere in the mid-coast of, I forget the name of the town it's in. The mid-coast of Maine. It's in Maine. It's in Maine. Google it. You'll find it. Google's amazing. And last, as you long time Lime Ninjas know, this podcast would not be complete unless we left you with the Lime Ninja fact. <sighs> Needed a breath. <laughs> of the day. Did you know ninjas are the ultimate hide-and-seek player? No one ever finds them. Lime Ninja Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique, and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.